Welcome everybody, this is BMP Weekly, episode 179. It is 15th of September. Uh, we would be normally recording this on Monday, but because of the upcoming Power Platform conference in Orlando, we're not doing that on Monday. So we're doing this now. Yeah, you had before. to travel so much, so now we need to reschedule yeah. everybody. Yeah, it's, it's actually <laughs> super weird to travel a conference. It's been a while, so it's, it's like... What the ah? So, but it's okay. It's actually good to get, good uh, reason to catch up and see a lot of people. So, and a lot of friends as well. So, we're so you're cool. traveling on Monday. You're you're speaking on. I'm traveling on Saturday. Already on Monday. Saturday. Okay. So, and uh, we have a rehearsals on the keynote on Monday, and then uh, the the keynote on Tuesday, and then flying out on Wednesday. So, I, so I guess I have releasing... few sessions. Uh, we're releasing after, so this is going live after you spoke or before you will speak? I guess right before I'm speaking in the conference. So, so I any, guess. Any, any preview, little glimpse, <laughs> what you want to talk about? No, no, no. Well, the... So, so uh, of course, the Power Platform Conference are all about Power Platform. Uh, there's no reason for us to promote it because it's now ongoing and it's actually sold out, which is pretty cool. Uh, so there are thousands and thousands of people uh, already and there. Uh, the marketing has been pretty hectic, so to say. I think that's a good way of putting that. So it's been successful. Um, and uh, Jeff Deeper, who works closely with uh, John Lamanna, uh, who's the, the CVP for Power Platform, they they do integrate really well. And then Jeff Deeper, who's my skip, skip, skip manager, will have a keynote, which is more about the Power Platform in the context of the bigger Microsoft 365. So in the context of Teams and SharePoint and all of that stuff. And that's, that's Syntex and a lot of stuff because everything is getting now connected, which is great. Uh, and you might even say that Power Automate is the clue between the different services because that kind of has the connectors and it has the events and everything else what you can automate so well, yeah and, and I mean like there is there is so there is the connection or the way to integrate things for users which is power automate there's yep. also the API Microsoft graph which is for yep. pro pro dev right so Absolutely. so there's there is like there's a really complete story end-to-end -end for different yes. audiences different yes. cases and different and set of tools scenarios. based on based on the objectives what you have and based on the yep. uh, if you're low code no code absolutely got to cover if you're pro code, uh, ISV uh, system integrator, yeah, we got to cover it as little well. Little code, little code, more code. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we have you covered on the on the different set of options. So. <laughs> but uh, today we're not going to actually talk about our visitor. Is not about development as such. Uh, we have a bit of a different perspective, which is good. Uh, which, well, we, we don't really deep dive on development or the features that much. We always deep dive on the person because the people are the most interesting part of IT for sure. So who do we have today on the, on the visitor list? I would, you, you can pronounce the name. Alexander Myers. Alexander yes. Myers, right? <laughs> so he is with Avanad and he works in the XR space, so and, and XR being combination of mixed reality, virtual reality, augmented reality. So X being for the it comes together, and Alex and us will talk about uh, XR, what it is, what it's for, what is where it's going to, how does he see that? Because believe it or not, at one point in life he used to be a SharePoint person. So yep. there's yep. some some past that we share, and it's really interesting to hear from him. You know, journey that he went through. 
starting with SharePoint, Office 365, moving to Azure, and now doing XR things at a really big scale. So without further ado, let's jump to the before we actually do that, um, XR might be an unknown, and even VR might be an unknown, uh, like, like a statement for everybody. This is also about the metaverse, which is the buzzword and being in the in the business. So what so does that MV. actually mean? MV, the mixed reality. Metaverse. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But let's jump on the on the interview with Alex. Sorry, sorry, Valdez there for jumping in, but nah, all good. Excellent. Welcome, Alexander, uh, joining on the BMP Weekly, episode 179. Uh, and it is actually 15th of uh, September. It's a bit of a different schedule uh, for us, uh, as we explained on the intro before we joined on the, in the interview with you. But uh, let's start, Alexander. Who are you and, and what do you do for a living? And let's move from there. Okay. Hi, Vesna. Hi, uh, Waldek. Uh, uh, great to be on the PNP. Uh, so my name is uh, Alexander Myers. I'm from the Netherlands. And I'm now working for two years at Avanade as a global XR technology and metaverse lead. And initially, um, the job I was doing was a lot about the standard applications of Microsoft. Think about remote assisting guides. But I have a very strong background, as may one of you know, is uh, on SharePoint in Office 365 and Azure. And I'm actually currently involved in way more than those two applications. So think about bringing dynamics together with digital twins, having different ways of uh, viewing data, but also since la end of last year, thanks to Facebook's change, changing the name, we got a lot of requests from the metaverse and we already did a few projects on that. Uh, and That's actually my, yeah, my personal life, I have four kids, uh, living together with my girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Let's focus on the work side uh, more, but we can always, of course, that's uh, family is super important as well, so so no doubt. But but before we go uh, to other areas and how you get to be uh, what you what you do now and what is the career path, what does being a metaverse technology lead actually means? So uh, how does your work? What do you do actually? I can imagine, I can imagine many folks imagine that you know, like a uh, minority report thing, like you just yes. stand the whole day, wave, wave hands, swipe things that aren't there. Is that is that true? <laughs> um partly it is. So so um <laughs> yeah, so the, the the funny so my my role is more within the company. Uh, I do also hands-on, so that's I still do that because I love that. I love to touch the technology. I still work with products like Unity. Uh, I have a lot of headsets, different types. I'm using Unreal, other types of uh, stuff. But my main role is to advise within the company in the directions we need to go to, uh, specifically within my uh, biceps uh, part. So we have different, uh, different verticals in the organization, and I'm part of biceps which is the most fun one because that's where all the things like power apps, dynamics, and XR is. If you talk about Metaverse, that's a very interesting one because for a lot of people, Metaverse equals virtual reality. And for me, it actually doesn't, funny enough. Uh, I'm always get a bit like, not saying upset, but a smile on my face when I look at LinkedIn and the next post again is, is tagged at Metaverse, and I'm like, that has nothing to do with Metaverse. Hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> what is it then? What does it actually? What does what does it mean for you? Oh, that that's that's a very good question. Yeah, what does it mean for me? So for me, 
I, I mean, look at what what um, Facebook is going to get with the, na- the new one, the Cambria, which is the uh, not, I don't think that will be the actual name, but that one. A, it looks cool. We have seen some of the pictures and video coming out last week, uh, which was leaked. <laughs> and <laughs> But I still don't expect people are going to use ski goggles the whole day on their head. It's just not yep. going to happen. The same goes if you look at a HoloLens device. It is clunky. It's big. And while you can actually see through it, it's still missing the part where, um, yeah, where you're gonna wear it for a longer period, and 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 separately, the device can only take about three hours. You need a lot of battery power <laughs> to actually run it longer. So when I talk about metaverse, for me, it's about spanning the physical places with digital spaces, and what we try to do is to enable it to have collaboration and exchange value. So by doing sharing interactions and, and experiences, it still needs to be kind of an immersive experience, but immersive does not always mean to be virtual. So for me, the future would be that I'm actually wearing glasses like I'm now, which weigh less than 100 gram, and they're connected to, for example, my mobile phone, which has a lot of compute power, and that will provide me means in ways where I can have an immersive experience and um, and think about, for example, I'm sitting on, I'm now sitting in my office, but let's say I'm sitting downstairs on the table and the same meeting we are having, you guys are at the same table projecting in 3D like an avatar, but maybe using holographic project, projection. Or I'm looking at the right side of my wall in the living room and I can actually change that view and make a difference looking at something which I normally can't go to because I don't have time or not the money, or maybe pull in some people of my work from an office in there and make that part of my living room. For me, that is the ultimate step when we talk about metaverse, blending those things. And that's definitely not going to be virtual reality, to my opinion. I have so to the, say the, to my opinion. The, the <laughs> right, so it's one. more augmented augmented yeah. uh, yes. reality. Is that is that kind of the right term for that? Because, yeah. because there yeah, is for, VR, there's there's AR, and there's mixed reality, which is kind of a combination of the two, right? Is yeah, that the right so, way so to look that, at it? that's always a lot of fun because when we try to explain <laughs> VR, AR, and MR, uh, I actually call it XR because it's just a combination of everything, and it goes way further than those two things. But the difference between AR and, v, and MR is that AR is just, creating an overlay on top of virtual da- of digital data on a actual physical space. When we talk about mixed reality, MR, which is actually named a name created by Microsoft, funny enough, uh, we're talking about AR++ because we are now able to understand the environment, think about understanding where the wall is, the table, and then project stuff on it and walk around it. Now, today's world, mobile phones having AR capabilities like AR Kit and AR Core, are actually just mixed reality because they're already doing that. They're able to take the IKEA app. They can place the table inside the room and they can have that table standing there, uh, uh, placed there and then walk around it. So for me, at some point, everything will will congest to one. And you see the same happening with VR because that's really an interesting one. While HoloLens is a very expensive device and sometimes Mm -hmm. very difficult to sell to smaller uh, clients, even to the bigger clients, enterprise clients, they don't want to spend too much on those things. Think about the new versions of VR devices. They will have pass-through, which is color. 
And now I'm able to have for a few hundred bucks, and I think they will be a bit more expensive, but it will be less than a thousand, allowing me to have VR, AR, and MR in one and building cool solutions. And yeah, I think that's a good direction. So everything is starting to get to each other. So it's, it's, no, um, that is. Go, go, go. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just watching there. Uh, I have a pointer related on Ready Player One, uh, which is fully immersive uh, movie. Uh, if everybody probably, a lot of IT people know what is Ready Player One. But movie. that is then it's VR, somewhere. right? Because you are in a virtual world. Exactly. You are in exactly. virtual, but you are a virtual world. And, yeah. Yeah. and that's really, as we were explaining, the, the idea is not, and the opportunity is not really the fact that you will be lying in a, a thing and you're fully in a virtual world, it's more the fact that we overlay and we bring the information closer to people. Um, we help accessibility is a big part of uh, help helping uh, people to succeed uh, with whatever the, the, the overlays and, and, and information to be closer on people. Um, and so that is that kind of a simplifying thing. So that's really the business bit. I think, I, I think it's um, it depends a bit on what the what the request of the client is because for me it does not mean it's like the same with HoloLens devices. Uh, I see a lot of companies who are building solutions around HL HoloLens. They try to solve everything with HoloLens, which is just ridiculous. You shouldn't do that. You should look at every suggestion or every request the client has, and based on their current systems and how you want to get them involved. Uh, the people are, which are going to use the device, which are very important, think about the adoption of it, but also the accessibility part, which is on VR, not really good. <laughs> uh, so I think it depends a bit. I have clients who do build stuff on HoloLens. I have clients who build stuff within a virtual reality space where you're completely immersed. And in some cases, like uh, the movie, it can be very useful. And uh, the movie is a really interesting one because they also combine it with a lot of more things like senses, like the way of walking, the ability to smell, to touch, which is a very interesting thing when you think about when you try to move this stuff actually to consumer. Because that's the second thing. Um, it's with a lot of things uh, in the world. Also, the choice when we got, uh, 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 what is it, tapes in the, in, in the past. A certain brand got into a got uh, sold more because of certain industries, which we will not name now. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> the same the same goes for for these kind of things. Um, if you can enable something within the consumer area and people like it, it can actually push it further in the enterprise. You saw with COVID, people started to understand how to work uh, in distance using Teams which most people didn't do. Uh, and that is just the first step. Um, and I think that's the same with AR and VR. Where, But it is still a very difficult thing because if I put a consumer and AR device like HoloLens on their head, they are like, okay, it looks nice, but uh, I only see a certain area. Uh, that's the way of how consumers think because the consumer want to have the perfect thing. And they want to, if they have a virtual keyboard, they want to touch the keys. And yeah. as long as you don't do that, your device will not be ready for the consumer. So I, I'm really curious, for example, where Apple is going into, because they have a very big uh, backlog of <laughs> consumer people, how they're going to introduce the device and having that being accepted by the consumer. Yep. 
No, there, there, there is an interesting point I wanted to ask you about, right? Because like one area you mentioned that um, that space is very geared towards collaboration, right? But then there, yes. there's, there's this other aspect that I heard, and maybe it isn't true, but I think it is, that there was the other day there was an article saying that Avanade gives all, at least new employees, a virtual reality device to assist them with onboarding. So kind of this, a part of this employee experience. How Correct. does that, how does that, like, what's the reasoning behind it? And, and how do you see the play there? Like, what, what kind of role does that play in basically helping people be human uh, in distance? That, that's a really interesting one. And um, I can take myself as an example. So this actually did not happen when I got onboarded in Avanaat. Um, and the thing you're talking about is actually from Accenture, our big brother, but it's also partly Avanaat. Um, but I actually have never met till uh, till the Scottish summit this year any of my colleagues. So my supervisor who lives in Toronto, my my uh, colleagues in in Seattle, I only know them from Teams. The only people I have met now are a few colleagues which live in the UK and. We went to Glasgow to the event and they were there too. And so having a screen like this is good, but it still misses the feeling that you can actually see each other in in kind of a real way or in an imaginary way. And and what Accenture did, and Avanat also, of course, what we actually did is we were looking into ways of how virtual reality, that had nothing to do with metaverse in that case, um, how we can actually make use of that uh, in some ways. And one of the first things you're going to start thinking about is from an HR perspective. And they come up with the idea to do an onboarding in HR. So they created a few very, very beautiful worlds in all space VR, which looks incredible, mm -hmm. uh, which gives them an introduction. They can meet up with other colleagues uh, as an avatar. Um, they can walk around, they can learn about the organization, learn about, because being part of an organization as big as Avanat and Accenture requires a lot of effort to understand how processes work. There's a lot of things which goes smooth, but there are also a lot of things which are a bit more difficult than... Like in any big place, right? a small company. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, and, like, and, and I think like a small worked. company is here a team, right? Yeah, Basically. and I think that actually worked. <laughs> and what we actually did is uh, we started with 65,000 virtual reality headsets, which were also started. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's way more than that, because you have to understand our company... Our company grew from 40 to 50,000 people. Accenture grew, grew from, I think it was 600 to 750,000, or maybe it's even bigger now. So imagine everyone getting a device. It's just mm -hmm. almost, yeah, it's incredible. How does the, the relate on, that's actually a really good example of, of the alt space VR is a, is a great example of having that kind of a nice feeling on meeting people, which by the way works on a browser as well. So you don't actually need to have the headset, but sure the headset experience is a bit more uh, better. Um, I was actually super impressed uh, when we used it in some of the conferences and I, I think it was SharePoint 20 year, whatever celebration, whatever. And you have that spatial audio and everything it and yes. that really lost like oh wow i can hear mark cashman right over there and you can kind of relate on that 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 was really like oh okay so there is something into this this is really cool but what what would be the 
what are the business opportunities? Well, can can you explain some of the examples, kind of where people <laughs> are looking into? We we've seen those cool demos in Microsoft Build with the Hololenses, and then people are turning around the engines and all of that. Is that really true, or is that just smoke and mirrors from oh, Microsoft? Def- yes, we do def- that as well. So. I'm not saying it's it's smoke and mirrors. Uh, I know how they do the demos at Microsoft because um, in principle, everything is not live because it's not able to do that purely because they cannot afford it does go wrong. Yep. But that said, building solutions can be, if you think, yeah, so if you think about within the Holands sphere, the Holands 2 has all those capabilities. I'm able to, to use components in air, to drag them around, to pick them up, to place them somewhere else. And for example, I've been working on with a client, which is in the financial industry, and they come up with to have a kind of a client proposal between a client and an advisor. And initially they wanted to have a multi-user experience with HoloLens, and we actually built one where there is different screens popping up. They can be placed on the table, but can also floating in the air. And and the client is actually selecting what kind of information he wants to share to the advisor. So the advisor can do a number of suggestions to make changes in their financial um, situation. And eventually what we did was at some point they wanted to go a step further and we introduced an avatar, which was replacing um, which was replacing the advisor. So uh, the Lippy. client actually spoke with an avatar. Lippy. Yeah, Lippy. Hey, I see that you're trying to up your financial situation. Would you like some help? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's something like that. And if you look at Allspace VR, Allspace VR is a, is, um, is a challenging environment. Let me put it that way. And let me explain a bit about it. So there are multiple environments worldwide, like Facebook Horizon, Allspace VR, uh, some other ones, uh, which work perfectly. Um, we are, of course, focusing on Microsoft technology, so our first step is to use Allspace VR. But Allspace VR itself is not really a collaboration environment, to be honest. It is actually just a meetup or a social kind of, uh, uh, yeah, applica- platform, let me put it that way. Um, that said, you can still build really fun stuff. So I'm actually working on a medical um, example where we create a storyline, which takes place in different worlds built in Allspace VR where you can jump from one world to another world. And we use animations in there. Now, the cool thing is with with, with Allspace VR is that you can actually extend it and build your own stuff in it by using what we call mixed reality extensions. But there's a caveat. The problem is that those things are currently not being uh, evolved anymore. And we all know, it's mentioned online, that that goes to Nash for Teams. Yep. So I don't have to explain that that step is not going to go without <laughs> very difficult <laughs> hiccups. Um, and that means that you really need to think about when you build interactions within Allspace VR that you're able, that you have to explain to your clients, but also able to do that in some way to build them in a different way when it goes to Mesh for Teams. Because the MREs will probably not be supported anymore because it's really old, based on TypeScript, um, in the uh, in the new Mesh for Teams. And the second thing is, if you think about Mesh for Teams, I don't think they're going to start with the virtual spaces directly. I think they're going to start with the avatars, 
and then at some point a few months later introduced a way of going into a virtual space which is actually all space vr plus plus so there are some things which makes it at the moment challenging building solutions for clients so what we try to do is when we build things in all space vr we do world creation which is a very interesting thing to do and also to understand to keep it available on every type of device but because you have to think the more shaders you use, the more polygons you use, the more complex the world will be, the more difficult it can load or even though don't load on the device. So that's one thing where we specialize in. The other thing is trying to get, when we do interactions, keep it to interactable components, uh, animations, and other ways. There are some other things which are currently in private preview going on, which I can't explain, but they can support that a bit at the moment. But it, it, it is still challenging. And a client starting in old space VR will at some point being moved to mesh for teams. And that's going to be, uh, yeah, let's say that's going to involve some steps. Related <laughs> on all of these challenges and related on um, it's being, let's say, cool and it's being kind of a experimental things. Is this really, is it still a kind of a, hey, well, try to figure out where this mesh thing is and is there a demand for it? Or is it actually something where people are seriously investing on it already or knowing that this will be a big thing potentially? Because, of course, from a Microsoft side, we already said that we're betting on it. Uh, Facebook is betting on it. A lot of the, the other things. We, we kind of a, Is there a market fit or when the market fit will be? That's an interesting question. Uh, so are we 10 years ahead of the curve currently or not? Uh, and is there money already in this? Uh, or is it still more like, hey, let's do an experiment? Um, two ways. I, I think it is still evolving. It is definitely not there where it should be. And I think a lot of companies, what I see in the enterprise industry is that a lot of companies have heard about Meta and the Metaverse a term, and they all say, I want to do Metaverse. Yeah. But they really don't know what it means to do it. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And so uh, the other thing is, and this is a very interesting thing where we when let, let's keep it a bit with the metaverse part because that actually causes to build stuff within all space VR and all those environments. The biggest challenge with metaverse is that you have a lot of different companies building their own worlds, own engines. And to be honest, if you want to have something which is gonna really work for every company, you need to have something like persistence. And what I mean by that is that if I buy something in one world, I can actually mm. use it in another yep. world. Yep. Because it's the same like yeah, it's same like yeah. if you look for kids, we have Roblox, you have Minecraft. Yep. If I buy something in Minecraft, I can't use it in the other one. Yep. It is almost ridiculous. It should be one in some way. Yep. If I buy a nice cool shirt in one world, I want to have it on in another world. And that means that, and you also already see it a bit happening, you need to have a consortium who is going to start thinking about how those things can integrate. So that is one big challenge, which we still have to overcome, and which is definitely going to take a few years from now. Yep. That said, um, the second thing, which is a very difficult one, is that you there are different ways of building metaverses. So the most of people know is about when you pull in consumers, think about the warehouse. But when you talk about metaverse, it could also be like an internal metaverse for a company, which is just their own world, augmented virtual or a combination, or maybe even an app running on power apps or in an augmented app on the mobile phone. Um, and as long, if you can, 
make it clear that it gives you value by having those people in a different way together, it is definitely going to work for a company. But yes, to define an, an return of investment is something which is currently still very difficult to explain. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, I also see a difference. When I look at European clients and look at other clients from other countries, specifically America, you will see that uh, European clients are a bit more like, oh, we let's wait. I don't want to spend too much money on it. Yep. Uh, first, I want to understand if it's going to really work before I'm going to spend any money on it. Yep. And that's the difference. The project, the bigger projects are overseas um, for me, uh, purely because of that reason. Yeah, um, and, I, and it's in in a bigger world. I would say it's inevitable, inevitable that we're heading here. And like I said, the, the mobile like hololens and overlays in mobile that's such a brilliant ikea let's i'm gonna flip this sofa to something else oh that looks good so i'm gonna think that that's such a great scenario so we are certainly heading there but then what when will the this kind of an explode and and do you want to be the early adapter do you want to be the when it's actually exploding the lagger yeah and it's interesting really interesting when will be the google lens the google lenses or google class that's that's many years yeah. ago already, and yeah. that was clearly way ahead of the curve, and then there was no demand. So, but, yeah, but I think, again, I think, but, with, I, I think with Google Glass, the, the problem with that was also was that people want to be uh, were very uh, were very uh, about their privacy. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and suddenly a guy or a girl is sitting <laughs> with a <laughs> camera. <laughs> with a camera full in yeah. front of you. Yeah. And the, and the funny thing is, you see with the new glasses, uh, Facebook came up with, uh, I forgot the brand, Raven. Yep. Uh, I think it's Raven. <laughs> um, with two big cameras on it. <laughs> and now suddenly it's not a big problem anymore. And and yep. it, it also depends a bit Weird. on where you are and what age you are. Yeah. yeah. Sure. sure. I, I well, it's it's like a, technology, I have the technology evolves and then HoloLens is a really good example. I think it was two weeks ago when the, the United States Army basically said, yeah, we're going to actually bet on this heavily. And, and that was like billions and billions and billions. And yes, it's an army. And yes, the, the, the army is debatable that it's an army which is going to use that. But that investment will eventually be visible in the consumer side my, as well. My, my yeah. first response was like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> because... And this is what a lot of people don't understand is that an organization as Microsoft need that deal to get further, to yeah. able to produce maybe HoloLens 4 or, sorry, 3. Uh, uh, or <laughs> Already thinking like, further, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't know. As you know, yeah. they don't share with us anything about the devices. Yeah. They even don't do it internally. So. Yeah. So that's always funny yeah. if someone says there is going to be a whole N3. I'm like, you really don't know. There's so small community in Microsoft who only not yeah, yeah. does know what's happening. A lot of them but by an accident it, are in Helsinki, but that's a separate discussion. So yes, that's, that's an interesting. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about that. One. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but those deals are really important. I was really yes. happy that because there was a lot of uh, uncertainty, uncertainty going on. And a lot of uh, news uh, broadcast stations were like, oh, it's not going to happen. And now suddenly the army has said, yes, it's going to happen. Yeah. Perfect, because that gives the boost to move further. If it's going to be a whole lens, it's going to be a combination with Samsung, with a virtual reality headset. It doesn't matter. It's going to move forward. And it means yeah. that Microsoft will still stay within the space, which is good. Because for me, yeah. 
and I, I don't want to offend Microsoft on that part. They have done a lot of the things in the past with devices. Yep. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> Experiments. And, and yep. a lot of these devices did not uh, were, were, were moved out. I think they yep. hit finally the first one. They actually are front runner in in the world. And that's good. Yeah. That's really yep. good. Yeah. So the, the, the one thing I want to ask, right? Because like if you think about um, VR, MR, or the XR, like there are industries that are just like no-brainer, everything that has to do with CAD, with 3D models, with where like it's important for everybody to be able to, you know, to see the model and be able to look at it from different things, decompose, look into it, and so forth and so on. But I think that the mainstream will become when it when it will make sense and click for everybody. Basically the same thing as, you know, one million songs in your uh, um, yes. head, okay. right? Yep. Like, what is What do you see as the killer app for, let's hmm. say, office worker? Oh, boy. Person who isn't in the, you know, 3D industry, uh, spatial drawing, factory manufacturing. Not necessarily in consumer. Consumer <laughs> yeah. side is different. Yeah. The big money is always in enterprises. Yeah. So, yeah. purely for the office work in enterprise. Yeah. I, I, I think. The killer app. The killer app. Oh, that's a difficult one. I'm going to write know this the killer down. App, I'm not going to tell you. Yes. What I do think is. And this is this is definitely the power with Microsoft hands. Microsoft has the ability to build a lot of stuff like Power Apps, like Office 365, like Dynamics, and all those things integrate so well. And I think that's going to be the game changer. So I expect there will be at some point an app that allows me to move from Teams. I'm not saying that's Mesh for Teams, but there will be in some way I can actually move to not even my uh, phone or my uh, laptop, which is currently possible, but to a VR headset or to a HoloLens or to a Magic Leap or anything. And I think the moment when that is possible and you can pull in all that data from all those systems and start <laughs> working, doing able to extend your work in those spaces, and you can decide yourself if you do it one hour or do it a few hours, or you're going to stay the whole day in there. I think that's going to be if you can create an app around that, that's going to be definitely the killer app. That will pull everyone in. Yeah. There's a, there was a pretty recently, not too much details, but there was a pretty recent uh, organizational change uh, related on Teams for Mesh and, and the VR side. Yes. And there's highly capable people now leading that organization, which, which I've worked in the past as well, and they can deliver. So, I'm, I'm just, of course, it's just a matter of full confidence. Way. And no, when, I, yeah. and you can actually happen. you can actually see that Microsoft did a incredible cool move. I mean, Mesh for Mesh actually exists already sometime. Yeah. Um, and there is that that's that's no new. That's not not new. There is an SDK, and the idea of Mesh is that you have a number of capabilities where you can take uh, part of. And the funny thing is, in that you already see it's it's on top of Azure. It's on top of Unified Graph API, which is perfect because that's exactly what you want. But they did incredibly well this year. I was so happy with that. They, they did not push the Mesh SDK, but they said, we're going to do Mesh for Teams because your Teams audience worldwide is so large. That yeah. is the perfect place to start right. with. Yeah. Focus on those office workers and then start building it out. If it's going to be virtual, it's going to be uh, integration with Power Apps, whatever it's going to be, that's going to work. 
trying to sell an SDK and then hopefully having some companies, third party, going to build something around it, that's not going to be successful. Yeah, that's an important part also to support. Yep. But I think the move they're now doing and, and also the internal move of changing where now who is running the show internally on that part, that is a bold but a very good move. Super interesting to see what's happening there. Now, from a timing perspective, I wanted to ask one more thing uh, from your past. Um, and we talked about now the future and visions and all of that. But but how does one person get to be the, the, the metaverse technology lead in, in Avenade? So what have you done? How did, What is your career path? Well, and maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe to rephrase it, take it a little step back even more. You were once a SharePoint person. Were Do you, you recall, you know, the, the experience, <laughs> you know, when you were exposed to XR the first time and you're like, huh, I want to do do that. Yeah. You recall yeah, that? Like, that, how did that, that, that go? That's a very funny thing because I was actually part of the SharePoint, uh, what was it called? The Black Belts. <laughs> Black Belts. So that is way oh back God. when. Wow. In yeah, I know. That's, that with Matt Thijs Hoekstra and some other people from other companies. Yeah, yeah. I can still remember that. Yeah, why? Now, the funny thing is, I was actually working for um, Etu at that time. And uh, my I focus a lot on SharePoint and Azure and already moving to Office 365. And funny enough, they then Holands One came on the market. And they had one shipped from Canada, through Canada, through Netherlands, because it was not able to get one in the Netherlands. And they played a bit around with it. And then... Uh, as usual, the, the the damn thing, I can say that, I presume, yeah, um, <laughs> went into one of the shelves and nobody looked at it anymore because people were a bit afraid what to do with it. Uh, yeah. So I actually asked if I was able to take it with me at home during the uh, during the week. And then I had a, we had a dinner, I think, with uh, one of the um, owners of Etsy. And he said, do you have the device? I said, yes, I also have it in the weekend. Oh, yeah. And I was like, is that who gave you permission for that? So I said, oh, I <laughs> marketing, no problem. And he was laughing about that. But funny enough, for me, that was the first step. So I tried to start, how can I develop for it? And from one came the other. I actually took the device at some point every day home. At some point, it was continuously in my bag. Um, I know some events where you were too, where people were looking at me like, you're ridiculous. Why are you focusing on the device? That's not going to work. It's a gadget. I, I know those discussions we had in, in Belgium on an event. People were like, that's just ridiculous. See where we are now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but it, it yeah, just and, takes and, time. And, it, finding the yes. right market fit and the technology readiness for it, right? Yeah, I think the advantage for me was that I had development skills on C++ and C Sharp. And for me, the, the only thing I had to learn was Unity at that time. And that actually learns really quickly. And at that time, I was able to start building stuff. And if you look at my first project, it looked ridiculous now. If you look at my current projects, they are amazing. But so, so for me, I think the smaller companies I went in with this gave me the opportunity to start, yeah, to start doing research, to start thinking more innovative of how can I use this in daily use for office workers. And since I had a SharePoint background and there was no community on XR, I had to come up with sessions which were combined with SharePoint or with something else. <laughs> uh, 
to get actually, I need an excuse. I need an excuse to talk about, about this. <laughs> yeah, that was the fun thing. Now, eventually, we came up with the Mixed Reality User Group, which is nowadays the Global XR community. So we have the Global XR Conference. So that's good. And I think the step for me with Avanade was really cool because from small companies, I went to enterprise companies. And then suddenly, you need to think about it's not only about the devices anymore. Well, for example, if I wanted to install a device for a client within my previous companies, it was just installing the device, put an account on it, and you were ready. Enterprise clients expect that it will fit within their organization's security, <laughs> that the rollout goes completely as it should be, uh, that you're using a lot of stuff around that, and those projects are way more bigger and more complex. And that's actually the next step for me, which has given me so much learning in the last two years. And I, I still say this to everyone. Every day I learn something new. And that is the most cool of the job I have. Yeah. And I have to say, coming back on, as I say, a SharePoint person, obviously still, some people <laughs> but, but still. Some people move on, others don't. <laughs> well, it's evolving as well, and it's pretty cool. And the future looks really, really <laughs> interesting there as well. But it's cool to see that the, the, you mentioned the community, and that was also a way of you getting to present and getting more visibility. Because the, one of the key powers that we've been having related on SharePoint is for sure the historical community and how we built the, the the SharePoint Saturdays with Stan transformed to be something else. And now a lot of the SharePoint people like you, ex-SharePoint ex person, is then building another community and building other things. But it, it's kind of interesting. There's a lot of people back in the time from like 2006, 2007, 2010, who are starting from the same funnel of this is how we meet people and this is how we do yeah. stuff. And, and it's grown to be something completely Bigger, of course, than, than yeah, just it's an organic way of growing new communities. It's uh, yeah. and I actually like that, and uh, it's funny to see. I actually because we're running Global XR Conference, uh, we're going to change. We did Global XR Talks a lot, which is monthly talks. We're going to change that to a three monthly one. Uh, we're still discussing how we want to fill that in because we want to give more content, and you also see other things popping up like uh, the Metaverse one event yep. I saw, yep. which is purely focused on the Microsoft perspective. In Global XR, we go a bit further than that. We also look at non-Microsoft stuff because that's, that's definitely important. But it is so cool to see that happening. And and um, yeah, I, I like that. I see that, uh, yeah, I like that within the community. And yep. for me, that's good because this is something I work the whole day with. I mean, for uh, I think that people who know me from Matthew and Wartel who knew that it was not able to work with this every day, I'm actually working full time only on this kind of technology, and the work I have is not 100%; it's almost 150%. It's just ridiculous, um, and and that is just cool to see that that is happening at the moment. Absolutely. Now, from a timing perspective, we need to <laughs> close. We need to <laughs> Unfortunately, on on. we need to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Yes. laughs> but thank you, Alexander. Really, really cool. And, and good to get kind of a, let's say, reality check uh, in quotes also on the on the Mixed uh, reality universe. check? Mixed reality <laughs> check. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but really cool. And, and understanding really the business value and understanding where we are with that. So it, it's actually really cool to see. And as I said, well, I think the main learning from your past as well is learning and being open for learning new things every single day. Because again, that's 
how we get better and learn and get those opportunities. So it's really, really cool discussion. Any any uh, last comments and things for, for you too? <laughs> maybe, or maybe if people would like to know more about XR, yeah. what is the place to start? Oh, that's a very good one. Um, yeah, so there are so many places. You can have only one. You can pick only one. Oh, God. Not putting you on the spot at all. Well, uh, or or what is the so, global XR community? How would we know more about that one? So. Yeah, I think that yeah, that's a good one because I think to focus purely on the Microsoft part, uh, definitely go to the learning websites of Microsoft. There is definitely already some learning stuff around mixed reality. Uh, look at the MRTK, which is the mixed reality toolkit, which you can actually start building stuff for devices like HoloLens, but also for virtual, virtual reality devices as for mobile. So that is, a, from a developer perspective, the best place to start with. And from there, you will find everyone in the community. It goes easily, go to GitHub, and from that point, you will see all the names. And please do not hesitate to reach out to people. You can do that. Everyone within, we have a sm very small mixed reality MVP community. Yep. <laughs> they are all eager to help each other, but also eager to help others. So yeah. don't, don't be afraid. Reach out to them. They will always help you. Excellent. Cool. That's a great, great learning uh, or a summary for, for this discussion. Thank you, Alexander, for joining us. Uh, for those who are listening or watching, uh, we'll jump on the, on the weekly articles with Waldeck after this one. But thank you, Alexander. Really, really cool. Thank you, Alex. Have a good one. Bye. And thank you, Alex, one more time on the on the great interview. Uh, good to catch up as well, uh, and and really good. I, I'd say really interesting discussion related on the the situation, the future, and uh, the the let's say the the what is it? Uh, the fit for market. Um, when it's going to happen? Is it now? Is product it going to be future fit. product uh, product market fit? Yes, exactly. Thank you. Pew. But it's uh, thank you. Thank you, Wally. Uh, but really, really good discussion on on those aspects, and and really, it's interesting to say what the future brings. Um, a lot of IT big enterprises are now betting on that this will be the next big thing, and and most likely it will be. But when is the key question? So I still remember. So not saying that this would not fly, but remember all of the televisions with 3D effects for home at some point. Um, that was a really huge thing, like. Well, that's back, the interesting but... part, right? I mean, like, I have it at home, and we don't use it at all. Like, my kids kind of like it, kind of not, but Finn, they find, like, like the hassle to set it up. Yeah. My wife gets motion sick, <laughs> exactly. and, I'm, and, I, and I never yeah. watch TV by myself. So it's like... <laughs> yes, exactly. Feature but film. it has to 3D so, <laughs> feature. So. Well, I mean, yes. Yeah, so so we have, you know, the mode. We have a Samsung TV where you have the, gra the glasses with active yeah. mode so it's yeah. it's the glasses that do things with the image actively and so far so but yeah like the feature is there but it's yeah. a failure yeah, yeah. exactly so we'll see how how well uh, the vr and xr will find the business audience i think that's the but no doubt for example in the uh, in the Oculus world, uh, that's been insanely successful. So um, our kid loves Oculus. I do my exercises. I haven't done for a while with Oculus, but now the winter is coming and you can't go out anymore because it will be frozen. Uh, so you you need to do your exercise indoors. So you you need skis. If only there would be enough snow. Yes, absolutely. So we'll see. 
We'll so it's just cold. So there's no snow. It's, it's just cold. Are that's, you trying to say it's cold? That's not a rare situation. Thank God we're once again talking about the weather. But this is not a rare situation in Helsinki. <laughs> On this show, <laughs> you can learn about the ice, <laughs> and it's actually snow. So you can have weeks and weeks so I, of ice, ice but not snow. So ice skating. Yeah. Yeah. Theoretically, at least. Yes. There indeed. There we go. Anyway, so let's jump on the, on, the, <laughs> on the weekly articles. Uh, we're not going to cover, well, actually, we do have quite a few articles uh, still, even though we recorded the, uh, the previous one only a few days before. But let's jump on the articles and go through them. So first of all, uh, there was a new blog post uh, written by me, by, well, published by me. There's, there's other people written, writing some of this stuff as well, uh, around the most used SharePoint framework solutions from the store, August 2020 uh, edition. So this is just a summary around the top 10 uh, solution providers which are coming from the store. Now, we have a lot of, lot of big ISVs which are coming outside of the store, uh, but the store is a, a really interesting opportunity for many of the partners as well. So we want to call out those partner providers like Qualtrics and, and so on, which are available from the store as well, so, and referencing them from the app source. The second thing uh, was from Fabian Williams. Yeah, so he wrote an article, which is really, in a way, a customer case, about priority matrix and how they use universal actions for, for adaptive cards, right? Yep. So this is a really interesting feature that is one of those things that spans multiple products on Microsoft 365, and it's a really uh, cool way, the way they use it, like how does that, that drive to increase adoption, increase engagement and all that. So really interesting case. If you are in this space, definitely check it out because it might be something that you might want to use in your app. Yeah, and, and really, really good point there on also be data driven. Uh, so they basically have a explicit details related on the impact of the feature as it should be. So nowadays we are much, and we should be much more data driven, not just ship stuff because we guess that it will be impactful. We should know, is it impactful or not? So, Well, to know if it's impactful, it first needs to be shipped. Oh, good point. You need to, that's how deep, you uh, mean that shipping is the, ah, that's deep. That's really deep. Thank you, Walter. Now, um, <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing uh, from the SharePoint blog uh, is a new cultural site template, Hispanic Heritage Month uh, blog post uh, released by Kathy. There's, a, again, a group of multiple people behind of this, uh, but we basically released a, a new template, the, the lookbook service, uh, which is kind of a starting point uh, for the Hispanic Heritage Month. And so it's an employee resource group template, which has some sort of an inspiration how you might create a location to collaborate and collect information about your cultural templates and, and cultural groups in your company. Uh, so reference templates with example content, uh, where people, which people can actually provision from the lookbook, uh, SharePoint lookbook. So cool stuff as well. Um, and uh, cool to have another, another template in the lookbook uh, service. So really, really cool. Good. And then we had a blog post from Adam Wojcik. See, I'm, I'm the pronunciation. Yes, you're learning. You're like almost like eight out of ten would recommend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's not too bad. That's not too bad. Anyway, I, I take it. <laughs> it. It is definitely not. Like people people would understand who you are talking about. Anyways, yeah. Adam wrote an interesting Adam is such a wrong word, difficult article. word. Adam is Adam is just a, Adam, yes, a, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> taking the difficult. hard part so that you don't have to. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Right, so he wrote an article about what are the different options that you can set 
in CLI for Microsoft 365 to make it work the, work the way you want it to. So CLI for Microsoft 365 is a command line tool that you can use to automate the, manage the management of Microsoft 365 and also work with your SharePoint framework projects, like upgrade them from different versions, optimize them and so forth and so on. Yeah. And over the last few years, it grew a lot. Like we went from one command to a few hundred. Now over the course of years, we added features. And with that, we thought, you know what, like we shouldn't, like we want to offer multiple ways for the tool to work depending how you want to use it. So as such, over time, we've added different options. Adam goes through the all the options that we have available that you can set when you would apply them, what they are for, so that you can work with CLI the way you want it to. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Adam, on that. And then we had a blog post uh, in the Microsoft 365 developer, I'm sorry, platform community blog um, on how to generate an HTML table with the output of SQL Server query and send it from Outlook by using Power Platform. So uh, really... Yeah, quite a lot of products, quite a lot of technical terms, but uh, Duvan uh, is explaining a scenario here uh, step by step with screenshots. Uh, what are we actually doing? How do we do the SQL query? How do we select the tables? How do we then transform that and send it in email with Power Automate? So actually really, really cool scenario when I think about it. So collecting relevant business data and sending that uh, for a daily reports in email, so for the leadership. So actually quite common scenario which somebody might be asking and you can do all of that using power automate uh, super easily yeah. um, and he, uh, and the, the blog post covers then uh, how do you actually do that what are the options and step-by-step -step guidance on getting things moving that looks actually quite nice so great yeah, job it looks so, pretty pretty nice absolutely yeah awesome really really great stuff now we also had a new blog post uh, in the platform community blog from ac andrew connell exactly so recently Uvesa and your team released SharePoint Framework version 1.15.2. Yes, you have, right? So AC, as he typically goes, he goes through the latest release, dissects it, jumps into the different features, additions, and changes, uh, and also improvements, right? So yep. if you're interested what's under the hood in SharePoint Framework version 1.15.2, check out the video. Absolutely. And, and from a Microsoft side, always remember, remember, remember uh, to provide us feedback. What do you need? Uh, what do we need to improve? There's a lot of stuff in here is coming as an adjustments based on the input from the community. Like, for example, updated ESLint role configurations is something which is directly coming from the feedback which we got from the community. So uh, please, please, please keep the feedback coming. We are here for you. Now, on the Power Apps blog post, uh, we had a new uh, blog from Joris de Gruyter, uh, who's a senior program Reiter. manager. It's Dutch. Uh, uh, fine. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Joris. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Power FX introducing Parse JSON. So basically, there's now a new function uh, available called Parse JSON, which helps on adjusting and parsing the information directly from JSON blobs. So a lot of the APIs and automation, uh, of course, uh, nowadays, especially with the connectors, is about JSON. Uh, so having an efficient way of parsing uh, and the information in a, from a JSON responses is important. So, and this is going to help on that uh, a lot. So cool to see things like this getting added on the Power, Power Apps um, development language. Is it a development language? Yeah. It's configuration well, language. It's, yeah, it's the language. expressions, it's right? So <laughs> yes. these are the expressions you build. And I guess like 
I would say that this is invaluable in cases where you want to call call an API, but you don't have a connector to it, right? Because like, yeah. if you have a connector, you have a model of well, the response you Good get. Point. Good but point. it's exactly when you call an API that you don't know where you just call it one yeah. off and there isn't a connector. Well, so exactly for that case, you want to be able to do it easily. Or yeah. maybe you're retrieving a JSON blob from storage somewhere. And it's True. arbitrary object and you need to do something with that, right? So. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Then we had a uh, announcement uh, from David Warner uh, uh, around da, 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 da. a new landing page for Microsoft Power Platform communities. Yes, yes. So basically, there's a update on the Power Platform uh, community welcome pages um, and a nice looking new design, and then collecting all of the information which is relevant for Power Platform to a one centralized location. Really, really cool stuff. And good looking page, it looks by the really way. Nice. It, it looks like it. really yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. New, clean. It, it is very much aligned with the new design language that, that we use across Windows 11, yep. uh, Teams re recently, right? Like, it's yep. it's it's nice. It looks really looks pretty. good. Pretty. Pretty. Yeah. Pretty. So pretty. So pretty. Now, uh, we are at the... Uh, Martin. Martin Linkstow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Where, where's the name? Where's the name? Where's the name? <laughs> it's right on top next to so, the name. Where? 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 Yes, it is. there it is. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so Martin had a, a blog post uh, related on getting notified on changes in guests accessing SharePoint using the CLI365 and really cool uh, scenario as well. So how could we do something like this? And then uh, having a notifications related on the guest access. So really actually super valuable business scenario yeah. um, and useful useful stuff which we can automate so and it's quite simple actually using the CLI for Microsoft 365 you just need to have the right level of an API registration so you're able to call and access the needed APIs and then collecting the information and then sending that in email really really cool stuff thank you Martin uh, for sharing this one Great stuff. Now, on the Message Center show, uh, episode 253, we need to catch on that. Um, Daniel yes. and, and Daryl uh, had an update. Yes, they were talking about video messages in Microsoft Teams chat. And I guess maybe that is more of a youth thing. I, I, I don't know. I don't find myself often sending videos to others on a team, but apparently sure. there is a need for that for folks to record a video and post it on Teams as opposed to typing. And I've seen it, like, to be honest, internally, I've seen it done once. And person did it explicitly because they were talking about something sensitive or something that wanted that they wanted to be really clear about the tone and emotion. And they used yep. exactly that. It was like, like that's was actually really a good point. It's like, like, huh, right? And like, because oftentimes things like sarcasm, emotions, they just, just don't carry when yep. you write stuff down, right? It's really hard to carry the emotion over the text you write. So this is a really great way. Like if you have something that you really want to be super clear about the way you want to explain things, things like, like emotion, or that's just the way you prefer to communicate, well, that's yep. a feature you should definitely try. And, and and of course, there's how do you transfer the emotions uh, with, uh, with the written text? Emojis, but you they can be understood in a different way as well. So having that that actual video clip helps a lot because then you can really feel that and see the, the face reactions and everything else. Is this sarcasm? Is this true? Are they angry? Are they not? Or whatever it is. So I guess it's more... Now, in the business world, we, we are so used. We are a bit older. Uh, I'm a bit older than you are even. Uh, but 
super old. Uh, I'm so old. Um, but it's it's basically we're so used to write stuff um, as the format was email and uh, the communication channel was email and uh, the it feels more natural for us to do it in a freedom format. Uh, now, for the younger generation, that might not be the case. Yes, but there's also the flip side. It's impossible to skim through a video. True, I can that is just, true. If I read something that is and true. there are paragraphs and headings, I can just skip to the thing that I need. If it's yep. a video and I don't know it and there are no chapters and nothing, Yep. You are forced to sit. I mean, you can try to listen, you know, 1.5 speed and see if you can catch the right things you want to hear. But basically, you're at mercy of the person who recorded the video. Whereas if it's text, you can read, you can reread, you can go back. You can. It's way easier to uh, to go through, at least to me. Yep, absolutely. 100% correct. Uh, in general, this is a great uh, podcast and a, and a show from Darren and Glenn uh, because they've always worked through the latest announcements in the uh, message center. And uh, then there's a lot of, lot of interesting stuff like the 949 video show is coming by default on Teams meeting and so on. So and then they focus on a one thing to talk about it. So in now, other words, we, we could invite 47 guests. Yes, 40, 49, 49. Yeah, 47, of course. 47 guests. Yes, you are 100% correct. So, But not more than that. Anyway, yeah. um, now there, uh, the Cameron, Cameron, thank you, Cameron Trier <laughs> from uh, One Place Solutions uh, had a recently a video interview and discussions with Ike Bass, uh, who's a, she's a cloud advocate uh, from the Microsoft side, where they talked about uh, Cameron's and Matthew's companies One Place Solutions offerings and what they built and how do you built solutions and ISP solutions for Microsoft 365. So really cool uh, interview and discussions between the three of them uh, around the value of the platform and and what does the solutions do. So good for inspiration. Now, we also had a blog post from Julie and Bob. Yeah, that so that is a part of the new webcast that they do around Dev development, right? So different platforms, different frameworks, different yeah. technologies, techniques, and so forth. And in this episode, they talk about browser native. Now, what is that? Well, way back when, you know, when I was 10 or, or 12, there was this library named jQuery. And I guess that, that was the time when it was the most popular thing that probably everybody knows, because at that point in time, you know, uh, Browsers were incompatible, and it was yep. really hard to build something that would work everywhere. So with that, we got uh, the, the library that would patch that, and it would basically offer developers a consistent experience to build for um, every audience they would have, right? Over time, you know, from there, we went through other frameworks and libraries and so forth and so on. But now we're on a, in a point that many of the things that Back in the days, where for which we need to have a tool, are available in browser, and people yep. turns out many people don't know about it. So if yep. you want to learn a thing or two, check out this episode because you might not need the libraries and the extra load you add to your apps. Yes, and the extra load being more page size and performance, uh, performance and, and, and exactly, yes. exactly. So making it simple. I, I love the. Uh, come on, no. Ah. Blackout. Uh, what's the date and time uh, library? The the big one, the the multi megabytes of the uh, moment. Yeah, moment. moment is a, that, that's just a brilliant example. Not 
precisely on this particular topic, but brilliant example of the things that, well, I need to do some date calculation. I don't want to write it down myself. I'll just pull it down the moment JS, and that's like five megabytes or whatever. So <laughs> but they're explicitly saying in their documentation, do not use us. There are better options. But how would you know? So it's just staying up to date. So it's yeah. Yeah. moment. Moment is a really good example of a they. Ex, if you go to their documentation, they're explicitly saying, "Do not use us anymore. Please don't Here use." dragons. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, then we have two videos. So uh, Laura Rogers had a new Power Hour live streaming in YouTube, uh, which was around Flow Excel Actions Generate Chart Report, and and a really nice, a bit more than one hour. Uh, clarification on how to make things happen with the Power Automate and integrations with Excel and then outputting uh, data based on that full automation. So really, really cool stuff. Uh, thank you, Laura, on that one. And then we had a new uh, video from uh, Shane Young. Yes, about is, five power yeah. apps, best practices for early makers. And is it like early maker catches the worm? Yes. Or is it early, early maker, maker catches the worm? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Early worm catches the plane. The maker. Oh, the bird. Oh, the <laughs> I... Anyways, this is a great video. Like, so Shane has been working with PowerUps for a long time. You can imagine that that, that over these years, he uh, got a lot of experience. The thing yep. that you can do and the things you should never do. So in yep. this video, he shares five best practices for building and working with PowerUps. Really, really cool. Um, so good, good job on there and good to call out. There's probably even more ideas what are the best practices, but I'm sure that uh, Shane will come up with a more videos on those things. Cool. That's it for this week. Uh, we had a short moment of a, a new articles uh, because of the, the, the scheduled recording being not full week, but we'll be back with a one and a half weeks recording time uh, for the next one. So any, any interesting things for you next week? Yes, yes. For for, for especially as we're listening, week. we're in the middle of it, and we're in the yes. middle of the thing that is Microsoft Hack. So at Microsoft, Ooh, we have the opportunity to spend a week or a part of it, or how much you can or you you want to, on doing a hack, basically building something, learning something, fixing something, something that you wouldn't get to do otherwise, right? So, and last time around, last year, I didn't do it, and I was like, well, I mean, sure. I have enough time in my work that I could make time for it, but it's so cool also to get to work with other folks outside your team. So as we speak, if all is well, we're working on something very, very cool related to Microsoft Graph that we hope that we will be able to share publicly in foreseeable future. future. Like our yep. goal is to be able to be done by the end of the week, but whether we'll be already able to show it by the end of the week, that is yet to be seen. But by the end of the week, we want to have something that already works, which brings us really close, I hope, to the place where we can share it with everybody. Because that will yep. be, at least we think, an exciting thing for everybody to, to try. Yep. Sounds really, really cool. Exciting. Exciting times. Um, I'll be yes. next week in Orlando, flying in on Saturday, arriving late, 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 late. I have to say this even on a record that this is actually... I was, Booking the flights, they were offering me a transfer in Dallas with with the one and a half hours transfer time, and that includes package, uh, luggage, and then customs. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Going from so, Helsinki to Dallas to Orlando. Orlando. 
That's it's well, the, that's that's not the long way back. Uh, so, but it's the fastest way of getting there. So Helsinki isn't that significantly. It's not a hub like Amsterdam. Is. Yeah, but when like going to New York or Washington D.C., there is nothing there. Not a significant difference. No, not Atlanta. Not, not, not there wasn't a there wasn't a Dallas. flight direct flights on the Atlanta. No. So the, probably the fastest would be through Reykjavik because that's just a Reykjavik transfers are super fast. Reykjavik that airport is just absolutely brilliant. It's just really really cool. And the downside I mean, is no that uh, Iceland Airlines <laughs> is not part of any of the alliances. And if you think about the points, uh, which are useful uh, when you're traveling a These lot, days? Uh, then. These days I, you will not get any points ever. I have an upgrade on the on the business right now points, so huh? it's worthwhile. Well, because from the all points. the years you used to fly, exactly. you haven't flown anywhere exactly. for the last two years. <laughs> Precisely. I'm still having my points. I'm still having my points, <laughs> yes. and I'm going to And I need to start spending the points because they will expire at some sort of They're going to expire, so. yeah. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the same thing is actually it, it's the, it's actually the mental mindset is interesting when you're traveling when you're watching the or visualize the map. I'm flying back from Orlando to Chicago, and you're like, yeah, but that's in a wrong direction. Well, actually, it isn't because it goes all the way through north, so to Helsinki. We don't you don't fly west to east; you'll fly through the north. Well, but there is hauled up. Orlando, <laughs> Chicago is to the left, isn't it? Or is it straight a bit, up? Bit, a yeah. bit, but again, it's 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 more in your ball, mind. Yeah. If you if you have a look on it in a map uh, or in a Google map, you're like, oh, it's not that much on the on the west as I thought yeah. it was. Because actually, from Chicago to Seattle, that's a huge area. It's like massive. Yeah. So. And that's like for me, Chicago is always in the middle, you know, New York, Chicago, Seattle, and it's like it's then you start watching the map and you're like, oh no, no, not not even close. <laughs> it's always it's always the interesting thing when I used to go from Amsterdam to Seattle. Going over the pond takes as long as going from uh, east coast to west coast in the US. Like, yep. You're yep. like, yeah, we're in the US, yeah, and then we still need to fly four hours, so like yep. four hours, and you're like, yep, ah, well, another movie. Yep, <laughs> exactly. That's what it is. That's what it is indeed. Anyway, I'll be there. So uh, as we, as this one is released, uh, the Power Platform Conference is ongoing. I'm flying back later on the week, uh, which is a nice, good, good opportunity of catching up with a lot of the community members as well. And then it's the Fix Hackland week, uh, which, of course, I cannot participate because of these reasons. But, you know, it's yeah, I'm learning in Power Conference. I'm learning. There you go. That is your hack. Exactly. There we go. Before you know, you will be a power platform champion by the end of next week. By, yeah, by the end who, of knows? Week, who knows? Like, who knows? Who huh? knows? That's that's some say nice. he can he can make a PowerPoint in Power App with PowerShell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I yes yes. <laughs> anyway, thanks everybody for watching. That's episode one hundred and seventy nine. Thank you, Alex, one more time for joining on the on the discussion about the metaverse. That was really really cool, um, and it's good to have kind of that future innovative discussion what it, does it actually mean uh, in practice right now and potentially in the future nobody can't really predict the future as such but it's good to have inspiration on where we are heading right absolutely but that's it for now thanks everybody for watching listening remember pmp hashtag uh, pmp hashtag pmp weekly hashtag in the twitter so we know uh, what you're releasing and thank and keep the feedback coming thank you cheers bye